0: Hey Visionaries, this is Cuff. And this is Mo. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency.
1: If you are looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844 for Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Whether it's home, life, business insurance, Robert Garcia and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family long term. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. The phone number is 972-645-1844, and the website is FarmersAgent.com slash garcia.
0: Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast. I'm Ryan Cuffy, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. Visionaries, we're in for an absolute treat. We've got a dynamic duo, a power couple in the cigar game, straight up revolutionizing and changing up the industry. Um, you guys are in for a real treat. Mo, who do we have
1: on the show today? Cuff, today's guests have made a trip all the way up from Houston, Texas. They are a true power couple, as you said, in the cigar world. Please welcome Saran and Crystal Grant, the owners of Spade Cigars, to the Vision Lab podcast. Hey. Thank
0: you. What up? Thank you. What up? Uh, what up? What up? Uh, guys, first of all, big up to y'all. We Thank are you. smoking on the new Midnight by Spade Cigars, right?
2: The Queen of
0: Spades Midnight, absolutely fantastic! What a great this is morning time. Um, <laughs> got I've got a cup of coffee here and smoking on this Midnight and it's absolutely tasty. Thank
2: you,
0: it's Thank real you. tasty. So, who came up with this one? The blend and all that good stuff. So,
3: the Queen of Spades line, which is our flavor line, is something that Crystal Crystal created. Uh, and the back backstory of that is she we created we launched our line uh, within a year of the business and she really wanted to have a flavor line. She she was known for smoking flavored cigars and she wanted something that she could bring to the industry that she would enjoy. And uh, we argued about it for about six or seven months and she was like, we need to get a flavor line. And I started seeing that the industry was kind of evolving towards the flavors in a sense. And uh, I gave in, it was the best decision I ever made because the flavor line has taken off
0: like crazy. Pays to listen to your wife. Oh, I'm telling you, it, does. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. So um, let's get into it. Um, Spade Cigars, mm-hmm. right? Where are you guys from? How did this come to be? Can you give us the history or the story behind Spade's Cigars?
3: So we're from Houston, Texas. Um, and Spade Cigars basically started. I'm an avid cigar smoker, so I smoke about six or seven cigars a day. And my cigar budget had got out of whack. Um, and I remember Crystal basically saying to me, you have to figure it out. You got to do something. Either you need to quit or you need to figure out this cigar thing because you're, you're spending too much money.
2: Right.
3: So uh, I'm not a quitter. 70
0: bucks a day at, at minimum, right.
2: right? That doesn't include you know the the liquor stores like where you're getting bottles of liquor, and he likes to share. So yeah, that was getting a little out of hand.
1: You're doing it big time. Oh, yeah. man, I know. I, and,
3: <laughs> but it led us into this. So
2: yeah.
3: um, I'm not a quitter. I, just, I was trying to figure out something. Mm-hmm. So I know I couldn't quit. So I said, well, maybe let's open up a lounge. And at the time, I was thinking there's a there's a lot of lounges in Houston. Houston's kind of saturated with lounges are all across the Houston area. And I want to make sure that we, we added something different to the to the cigar culture. So then I thought about there's not that many boutique African on, online cigars. So um, we went the process of figuring out what blends we might want, uh, who we wanted to blend our particular cigars from. Do we want Nicaragua and tobacco? Do we want Dominican tobacco? Went through the whole process, and um, we finally found a good factory and a good supplier in Nicaragua, and we started with our first line, which is our signature line, our black label. So my objective was that I said, you know, if this thing fails, I'm going to smoke all these cigars by myself, and this will be be my yearly smokes. But uh, it took off from our very first event, and we haven't looked back since.
1: Why the name spades?
3: So we had all kinds of names. We had like 45 names we were thrown against the wall, and we had family game nights. At the house with our, with our family. And uh, we we're sitting there, we we're playing game night. And she was like, How about Spades? And I was like, You know what? That don't sound that bad. And said, it, We left to kind of sit there for a couple of days. We came back to it and was like, You know, I think that might be the one. So it, it worked for us.
0: And about how long ago did you guys launch Spades Cigars? So this is 2017. Oh, we created them.
1: Oh. Uh, and we created the business. Okay. So almost three years ago.
3: Yeah. So we're going on our
1: third year. That's beautiful. Yep. Um, I'm just curious. Well, we we're going to ask this later on, but hey, we're just having a great conversation already, right? Mm-hmm. So, husband and wife, how do you guys settle differences of opinions?
3: Oh mm-hmm. my god. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: like ultimately, somebody's got the got the big signature on the paperwork. How does that go, Crystal? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, it's sometimes. Um, this is our first business that we started together. Okay, uh, and and I'm thankful that we have the history that we have with the 14 years of us being together and being a couple, because I don't know if you can start a business with someone that you really don't know um, personally, and and really know their the things that make them upset and what they're passionate about. There's certain conversations that we have as a business owners where I know she's passionate about this and let her make that decision as a business owner, and I'm okay with that um, because she's co-owner of the business and then there's certain conversations where she's no where she knows i'm not doing that that doesn't make sense to me and we have to understand we just have to come to a balance of where each one of us want to go with the business and what our visions are and how, how do we see the, the business growing uh in years to come
0: so this wouldn't have been something that you would encourage people to do unless they have a history like your first couple of years of marriage right oh, i wouldn't um, well, i mean me personally i don't know
2: if i know that it that's what worked for us. Uh, But as far as someone else starting off, let's say they've only been um, together for about two years, I wouldn't say don't do it. You know, it's based off of how y'all are able to work with each other. Um, For us, I think the main thing is we recognize each other's strengths. So whereas his strength would be more in sales, marketing, my strengths will be more technical, um, given our backgrounds.
0: So it just, it works, you know? So you just mentioned your backgrounds. What, Where, where are you guys from in terms of your background? Like, did, obviously we know you're enthusiasts, um, <laughs> now aficionados, right? But yes. like, what what is
1: your background?
2: Um, so my background is cybersecurity. Really? Yes.
1: Okay. That's elite. So cybersecurity, tobacco, I like that. <laughs> How about? You
2: got
3: to find a way to relax. Right. <laughs> How about you, sir? So my background is in energy sales okay retail energy sales um i went to school at prairie vietnam university the best university um, ever ever created god came, came down and created prairie vietnam university <laughs> mm. um so i got my business marketing degree from prairie uh, marketing degree from university and I, they gave me the blueprint and the foundation on how to build a business and create a marketing plan a marketing plan so what you see now is basically the education I, the great education that i got from prairie vietnam university
1: Why don't they just go ahead and make you like an adjunct professor or something like that? You can go teach a class at this point.
3: I'm telling you, man. PV produces productive people. I promise you that.
1: (laughs) Chris was tired of hearing about (laughs) PV. Yeah. I mean, mean, you
3: know, I love PV. I go to their
2: homecoming every year, so.
0: -hmm. How beneficial was it for your wife to be a cigar enthusiast as well? Hmm. Or did you start out that way?
2: uh, No, I definitely did not start out that way. Um, Now my main thing was i didn't want my hair smelling a certain way i I didn't want my clothes to smell a certain way so uh, it took me a little bit to come around um but once i figured out uh how to pair and i also felt like it, it it's a great date night you know so we would go out of town and and i'd want to treat him to whatever cigar lounge i could find that i felt like was really popular and so uh, it just took me being able to pair a cigar with the right drink, um, because originally my drinks were orange juice and Whatever. vodka, you know, and that doesn't go with a lot of cigars, especially with a coffee cigar, because that's my, that was my other go-to. So though the the taste buds would be a little bit off, but I came around eventually.
0: When did you start smoking?
2: Um, I would say smoking consistently probably about. Three years ago, I would say for me. And yeah. it's always been flavored cigars. I can do a, a premium cigar. Like right now, my, my favorite premium cigars are White Label. Uh, it's actually a Maduro full body. Uh, he can give you more of the, the details on it. But uh, I like a smooth cigar, so I don't like any pepper or anything like that.
1: You like nice and easy.
2: Yeah, I just like it nice and easy. and um, But on the flip side, I will go to a flavored cigar.
1: How long you been smoking cigars, Uh, Since two thousand and eleven. Gotcha. How'd you get into it? Um, being
3: in energy sales, you do a lot of entertaining, and I, I would entertain clients, and uh, we would go out and have drinks, and I had my very first cigar in two thousand and eleven, and it was a you know, Drew Estate's Liga Privada number nine. Wow. One of Cuff's favorites. Yeah. That, that
0: was one of your first. That was
3: that was my very first cigar. <laughs> wow.
0: You yeah. you set the bar high, I, sir. I, I, tell, <laughs> me, tell me,
3: that's what my budget was so out of the way. <laughs> um, so then my so after have my first cigar and I enjoyed it. So I went to a cigar lounge. First time walking into a cigar lounge and I ended up asked them, I was like, hey, I had a drew estate, what's another good cigar that's comparable? And they say, Hey, well, you know, we got these new Pharrell flying pigs in. You want to try that? It's $20 a cigar. I was like, well, I guess that means it's gonna be better. So my second cigar was a forel flying pig. So I've always had that that high level of taste and, and profile that I that I enjoyed. So I wanted to make sure when we built our brand that our cigars could be where I, I felt my palate was.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to different brands, right, and you being, like I said, an enthusiast and whatnot, what are some of the, the core tenets of you guys' brand? Well, When you started saying, okay, hey, we're going we're gonna to do our own cigars, what are some of the things that you want your sticks to be able to stand on no matter what? Uh,
3: number one for me is um,
1: consistency.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, that was my biggest thing. I want to make sure we have a product that no matter where you smoke it at, if you're in Nebraska, you're in Texas, you're in New York, you're in California, you're in Florida, the consistency of the cigar is the same. Um, and I wanted to create a brand that people will enjoy um, from a flavor pro- pro- profile standpoint. All of our, our flavor profiles are different. We have spicy. We have mild. We have different coats of uh, notes of coffee. I wanted to create the spectrum for everyone that wanted to enjoy a cigar. We have a mild cigar that's kind of creamy. So I wanted to make sure we, we provided a great cigar experience for anyone that wanted to smoke one of our cigars and that we just didn't leave them in the middle with one stick. So what we've been able to do as we've grown, we've kind of matched profiles of customers that we, as we have personal conversations with them and really did marketing research of what the market is asking for. And I think we've done a good job so far of bringing sticks to the market where everyone could enjoy and uh, satisfy their, their needs.
0: So how many different lines of Spade cigars do you guys currently have? So
3: we have six premium spade cigar lines. Uh, we have our uh, red label, uh, black label, red lace, uh, anniversary,
2: anniversary, sun-grown. and then we have our sun
3: grown. And I'm missing. we missing one. Red label, white label, black label, red lace, sun grown,
2: anniversary. Okay,
3: yeah, those are those are the lines.
1: Can we talk about my favorite, the mocha one? Yes. So that's another. I'm down with the midnight that we're smoking right now. But I was first introduced to you guys through the Mocha. Shout Mm -hmm. out to to E.B. and Lisa over at Blowing Smoke. Um, I believe the address over there is 215 West Camp Wisdom Road in Duncanville, Texas. Um, That that was the first first place I heard of you guys. And so we were talking to E.B. one day. And she fired one up, and I said, it smells like breakfast. What is that? <laughs> she said, it's a smoke it's a, it's a from Spade Cigars. And so, said, get me one right now. So, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that. And that and this, and this midnight we're burning right now.
3: Wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, EB, as well. I appreciate you guys over there. And Lisa. Yeah. Lisa and Coach.
1: Absolutely. So, um, yeah.
2: So, the Queen of Spades, uh, we have... We start off with four. Um, One we bring out every now and then, that was the caramel macchiato, but uh, we have the mocha, which is coffee and chocolate infused. We have the midnight, which is uh, like strawberry, blueberry, uh, a little bit of vanilla and cognac as well. And then we have our French vanilla, which is vanilla, hazelnut, and cognac.
0: That sounds tasty.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, if I'm, getting like I'm, new, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting
1: hungry. I'm sorry. I'm getting hungry. And
2: we have the good thing about uh, the flavor line is we're able to catch uh, seasoned and new smokers. Um, so you have some smokers that they just want a little bit of flavor. Uh, and then you have those who are new. Maybe they smoke hookahs uh, and they want to try a cigar. So uh, we're able to capture those customers as well when, when we're having our events or, you know in cigar lounges so yeah thanks for our, for your
0: support absolutely and and you know i would be remiss if we didn't give you guys the opportunity for all of our visionaries that are listening right now to the podcast uh, how can they get a hold of spade cigars where can they find you so uh
3: spacecigars.com, if you place an order the same day you'll get it out that's uh, within the next day within 24 to 48 hours uh we have a great shipping process that was created by this beautiful lady here um, you're so, like the
1: Amazon Prime of the cigar world. Man, we're trying,
3: man. We're trying. We're trying to get it right. Um, so SpaceCigars.com, depending on where you're located at, uh, and it also has a list of uh, locations of where we're actually in lounges close to your area as well. But if we don't have a lounge that we're in close to your area, you can definitely order online and we'll be able to get you your cigars as soon as possible.
0: Okay. And then what about your uh, social media? How can they follow you on social media? Uh,
3: Instagram Space Cigars, uh, Facebook Space Cigars as well. Those are two social media platforms. Beautiful.
1: How many different states are you guys in?
3: So now we're in ten different states, um, and we're getting ready to grow into more. Uh, this in, in 2020, we have a lot of uh, new cigar lounges that are coming on on board on the horizon. Uh, last year, we just we, we traveled really hard after July, and we've hit. We were traveling so much, and we, we're waking up in different cities, and it's like wow, like the business is really growing. Uh, so we're really ramping up for 2020, getting ready to go into a lot more lounges and just add add our products to different different states.
0: Sometimes we're, we're so aligned because that's literally what I wanted to know. As well. Oh, absolutely. Um, Can we go ahead and tell everybody like how we how this
1: interview came to be? Well, yeah, absolutely. Do it. So I went to a wedding last night. Uh, Cuff was out and the phone buzzes and I see a message from you guys because I sent the ask out a while back and you know, mm-hmm. we're just busy. It's, it's 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 what it is, right? And so I text him. It's probably like, what, 12, 1230? Like, hey, you yeah. see that? <laughs> and so we, we're like, okay, let's figure this out. Yeah. Like you said, 24 hours. What, what brought you guys in town?
3: So we're uh, we're in town before the Cotton Bowl, uh, the Memphis Tigers and Penn State uh, Lions. So we came in town because we have some friends from Memphis that are, that are in town. We want to link up with them. It's closer to come to Dallas than it is to come to uh, go to Memphis. So we, we came in town for that, and we had to uh, come in town to meet a couple of lounges as well that we're going into for 2020.
0: So let me ask you this. Um you got a superior smoke it's a great flavor great, great cigar collection you're in did you say 10 states
1: yes okay and that number's growing and it's that going. number's
0: growing as we continue into 2020 yeah um are you in tennessee
1: we're coming we're going into
0: tennessee okay yeah now i want to get back to what you said earlier about the the shipping process right if you order online today it'll be shipped out within the next 24 out 24, yeah, 24 48 hours 24, 48 okay hours I'm super curious about the infrastructure on the back end on how that works. Um, can you talk to our visionaries that are looking to um, create their own business in 2020 about what that looks like? Like, how how did you go about setting that up? Because everybody's going to say, oh, well, we did our research. Yeah. OK. We want the we want the, the, the nuggets. Right. We want the nuts and bolts of how that works and how that looks.
2: Um, how to. Set
0: up the company no 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 how to set up the infrastructure if I want my product whether I'm selling t-shirts cigars coffee mugs mm-hmm. how do you set up the infrastructure on the back end to supply your product and to support that and to support it right. to your to your customer base
2: right so um, just you know from my personal perspective I think it's just having the inventory on hand um, so then when someone places an order, uh, try to automate things as much as possible all all of our processes aren't fully automated yet but that is the plan just to make uh, uh the the to streamline the process but uh, I think the main thing is just having the inventory in place so then you can ship whatever you need to send out a confirmation and then they get that information
0: so you're in Dallas right now
2: uh-huh.
0: I order a box. Uh-huh you you're here how does that i mean does it go to your warehouse like how does that process look um uh,
3: without giving away too many nuggets because it is a it is competitive business oh, i bet yeah uh so basically the process works we have a system in place when we receive an order we have a back office that processes the order within 24 hours if it's in there within the same day before two o'clock that that order is shipped out and the way that we're able to do that is we have to make sure we have the inventory on on, on hand and have everything ready to go so that when we do get that order the customers can get it as soon as possible.
0: Do you guys uh, have a staff? Yes. Okay. How many employees are you guys? Do you it's, guys have? It's,
3: it's growing by the day. We're looking to hire. So if there's anybody out there that's wanting to join the Space Cigar team, definitely reach out to us, spacecigars.com uh, or contact us at Space Cigars. Send us an email and we can definitely uh, look at your resume and look at bringing you
0: on board. And I absolutely love what you guys are doing. I mean, power couple in the cigar industry. I, I think we talked about this a little bit offline. Um, I don't know of a of a couple that's doing it like you guys, so that's big ups to y'all for Thanks. sure. So as we continue, you know, I wanted to find out what what are some of the things that you guys are planning on doing uh, for the remaining part of twenty twenty.
2: Um. So we have a Spade Cigar Smoke Fest coming up on uh, in April. So during the weekend, April seventeenth through nineteenth, uh, and. Last year, this will be our second year, our second uh, smoke fest. So I'll let Ron tell you a bit more about what we have coming down the pipeline for that particular event.
3: So uh, the Space Cigar Smoke Fest basically it highlights our anniversary in the cigar world. Um, I'm a big cigar and music guy, okay. so I like combining the two. Uh, last year we had Carl Thomas come out and we had, did a rooftop late night rooftop uh, R&B kind of session. He came out and performed. It was a great night it was a great uh around april the weather in houston is pretty good so it was an awesome night when we hear good r&b live the thing about smoking cigars when we do go to festivals when we go to concerts we're always pushed out in the back of whatever that particular venue is we have to stand outside and enjoy a cigar and try to hear the music so we always miss the show so my vision is i wanted to be able to give us a platform an opportunity for us to be able to have great music Witness great live performances at the same time while enjoying your cigar with you, with your, with your, your friends, your, your buddy, your partner, or your wife. That's dope. That's
1: you like dope. to have a good time, don't you? I love yeah.
3: to have a good time. I work hard, so I like to play hard, and I just I love the cigar experience. And I'm always trying to trying to figure out ways to just add to the culture of cigars and and just add value. And because this is my passion, it's what I love to do. So when you love something, you want to make sure that you you leave it better than you than you left it.
2: Yeah, one thing I would like to add is uh, it's also uh, an anniversary for our own day in the city. So last year, or I'm sorry, previously um, in 2019 April, uh, during our Smoke Fest, uh, basically we, from what was it? Congressman Dwight Boykins, Houston Congressman Dwight yeah. Boykins,
3: we were granted our own day in the city, of Houston. What's the actual date?
2: Uh,
1: April nineteenth. April nineteenth.
3: April nineteenth yeah. is Houston or in Houston, Texas, Space Cigars Day, yes. and, that's, and that in itself <laughs> is amazing. That's big, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was it was an awesome honor uh, bestowed upon us by our councilman, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we take that 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 day very serious.
0: So. You know, I actually remember seeing that last year on, on Instagram. And I mean, I just want to say big kudos to you guys. I mean, Thank for you. having been in the industry for a relatively short period of time to, to making your footprint in the industry, to having your own um, day. You know, that's a that's a big deal. So Thank big you. ups Thanks. to you guys you. for sure. Um, now, obviously, this is a full time venture for you, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Can you talk to our visionaries about transitioning from. The, the cybersecurity sector or uh, energy, sales. energy sales into,
1: you know, your, your dream, your passion. you I know, love the thing. Cause at some point you had to make the leap. Like, I mean, do you have enough stacked up in reserves? We're like, okay, if we go X amount of time without selling any boxes or, I mean, it's, it's not every day that, like say said, you have somebody come from tech security mm-hmm. or cybersecurity, I'm sorry, and energy sales. And Hey, we're about to be these tobacco, you know, impresarios. <laughs>
3: um. When we when we got started, um, we we focused more on we we, we had previous uh, endeavors. Uh, we owned different businesses, um, so we took the resources from those businesses to to invest into uh, space cigars, and I'm um, trying to find the best way to explain it.
1: You invested in yourselves.
3: We invested in ourselves. Right. That's that's the best way to go about it. And, and and because we invested in ourselves, we won't we won't let each other down. So uh, the one thing about us is that you're not. You can. We've got a lot of people that smoke better cigars better than we do. They're they're better informed when it comes to tobacco and all that. But you're not going to outwork us. Uh, We're going to be in each city, each lounge, putting our product in people's hands and and enjoying that experience. So that's that's the key for us. That we love to work hard and we're going to build
0: our brand one step at a time. I think that's beautiful. Miss Crystal. Yes. What's the key to success? Hmm.
2: That's a hard one.
0: Yeah, that's why I asked.
2: I mean, we're, we're still working on it. You know, I think that's just staying hungry and, um, you know, going after whatever your goal is, you know, setting goals uh, between each other, trying to uh, build something where you can have like a cohesive, um, you know, relationship with your business partner, you know, and in our case, um separating business from personal as well so um what,
0: what would you like to add to that uh, the question again is what what is the key to success you know i can i can be honest with you that that
3: formula changes um mm-hmm. because what was successful what our level or our mind thought of success when we first started out um at our first event i just wanted to be able to sell our cigars that we ordered to the people that came out and It'll our first a break event, even just to break right. even um, and now we're at a different level in the business and we have each level comes with new new opportunities and new and new advancement. So where we, where we are now, the formula that we use when we first started, that formula is no longer the formula. That we that It's obsolete at this point. Things have
1: changed.
0: That's correct. You guys so, have evolved. I mean, you're to the point where now, I think back in the new year, y'all had an event where um, said the entertainer was there, right?
2: Right. So we had an event at Story Lounge for New Year's Eve, first New Year's Eve party. That we did uh soto uh smoke one drink one he also hosted the event with us uh we brought her aficionado down from Atlanta. Atlanta zone. Uh, yeah that's uh that's that's my friend that's my sweetheart but um so she came down and also we had cedric the entertainer so we actually spent new year's eve with cedric uh the prior year um, but it just was um saran and i and uh, we took them some of our cigars uh, you can actually go to our Instagram page, Space Cigars. Uh, not com, Space Cigars, and you'll actually see some of the photos uh, where it was Uncle Tommy, DL. Tommy. Oh, I'm sorry, nephew Tommy, <laughs> uh, DL Hughley, uh, Cedric the Entertainer, and who was the other person?
3: Uh, it was those three.
2: It was those three. Yeah. Okay, um, but they had several other comedians there. Some that I've been wanting to see. JJ since I was from a the South. Yeah. yeah. But um, we we supplied them with some cigars and uh, had a good time. And, and so we were able to actually do an event with Cedric uh, for New Year's and bring in 2020.
1: I'm curious, right? You've been in business for just under three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys have been really, really embraced by the cigar community, it seems. I mean, you got your own day in the city of Houston. Mm-hmm. What were some of the... I hate to use the word, but like hardships or trials and tribulations you went to just to get to this point. I mean, so you're you're barely three years in. You got your own day. You're having a New Year's Eve parties with set entertainer and DL Hugh and people like that. Like clearly, you guys are doing something right. But I know this is, this is not an easy thing. Like me and Cuff have learned throughout this podcast that like this this takes some elbow grease. Like you got to put your hands in the dirt.
3: Yeah, and that, and that's correct. Um, I was sharing a story with uh, Larry yesterday, um, and then someone else about the the creation of space Cigars. So after we did our first event, I, I pretty much, I went on the kind of the mobile cigar scene, and I'm setting up cigars at every every restaurant, bar, or private party we killed to get our name out there. There was times I'm selling cigars at 110 degree heat in Houston, and yes. it's, it's scorching hot.
0: And sweltering. Yes. Cooking. <laughs> um, Cooking. Or cookin'. freezing
3: cold at Tuskegee. So, yeah, we actually did an event at Tuskegee for the homecoming this past uh, it homecoming. It was
2: really beautiful. Beautiful it campus. it was so cold. It was freezing. I never
3: <laughs> sold cigars to the point where I took my gloves off. My hands were starting okay. to... Mm. Yeah. So, but I, I've had the, the spectrum to both sides when it comes to selling cigars and the elements. But just starting out, um, it was a lot of hard work. And what we did, the key, I guess, for our success is that we just made sure we showed everybody love.
2: Right.
3: Um, if there was any cigar event, we were there. Um, and we, we create relationships, but not by trying to push off our brand, but by creating friendships. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the key. No one wants to be around somebody that's always pushing a product to them. Uh, they want to get a chance to know you, want to get a chance to feel like we're actually, we have some kind of, create some kind of bond. And the thing about cigars, you have to get back to the essence of it. Cigars creates conversation and creates bonds. You go to different cities, you meet gentlemen that you never thought you would meet or have a conversation with over this cigar. So I didn't lose the essence of that when I when we we're building our business and our brand, I would go sit with people, and it wasn't about spades and I want you to buy. My, I smoke my cigar. It was more about let's just have a cigar and let's have a good conversation. So that's the the essence to what we built our business on, and it's been a blessing, and we really kept it to the to that part of it. We've seen the business grow um, tremendously
0: because of it. You guys have made some major inroads. Uh, you got your own day. Um, you, you've you've met uh, you know a lot of famous people, you know, I'm just curious as you guys continue down this path, like what are some of the new things that you guys want to do for 2020?
3: The biggest, I guess the big, our biggest vision is going into more lounges, um, getting our cigars into more, more people's hands. that haven't tried the product. So um, that's, that's kind of what our, our goal is. Uh, we're going to make sure that we, we, we get to every lounge that, that wants to supply our, our particular brand. So if you're a lounge owner out there and you're looking to put our product in, go to SpaceCigars.com. There's a form you can fill out or you can email us at contact us at SpaceCigars.com. And we'll be within contact with you. Make sure we get our product in your, in your hands.
1: Everybody, it's Mo from the Vision Lab. Um, Memorial Day weekend. Make sure that you are in town for Big Smoke Dallas 2020. Um, all the information can be found on Instagram at LLC. Ron, Taz, David, Teresa. Shere, uh they put on a great event. Again, the the, the event's going to be Big Smoke Dallas 2020. Uh, you can get all the all the information on Instagram at Dallas Leaf LLC and at Big Smoke Dallas 2020. Now back to our conversation with Saron and Crystal of Spade Cigars. So uh, we talked about it earlier. We touched on it, if you will. Now we just, like, really want to like dive into like the the guts of it, right? So. You, Crystal, have an energy. I mean, I'm sorry, a background in in cybersecurity. You surround energy sales, and you you make the transition from from doing that to now full time tobacco, cigars, so on and so forth. Right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the 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 hard the hard days or the hard lessons you've had to learn as you guys have made this ascension?
3: Uh, get used to the word no, and and, and don't take it personal. Uh, it, it's business um, because someone can't invest in your product right now does not mean they're not going to invest in your product in the future. We've heard no on several occasions or just not right now. And then we've gotten the chance to to build relationships with certain people. And then a year later we've gone into those lounges and we've had a great events at the lounges. And now we're consistently having our product in the lounges. So uh, hearing, hearing the word no, it shouldn't be a, uh, you should expect it. And it, it should become a expectation of yours in, in the in the world of cigars and the world in any business that you that you're involved in. And not take that personal, but just understand that that comes along with the, the, the nature of the beast of business. And once they say no, figure out what that no means because it, it may mean no, not right now. It may mean no because your product is not up to par as of right now. Let's develop the relation, let's develop the, the brand a little bit better so that people can come into the lounge and actually know your product and buy without them kind of coaching them your product.
0: What does that look like in real in real terms? Like if, if I'm a cigar owner, mm-hmm. uh, a, a lounge, lounge owner. Room. And you bring the product to, to the lounge and I'm not really feeling it. How do you m- build that relationship? What is it that you're saying to, to get them to, I don't want to say sell them on the product or persuade them, but like, what are you doing to uh, get them to come around?
3: Uh, the first thing that we've done is we went and we built our own platform. Uh, we built our own following and, and got a recognition for customers that wanted the brand. We created a desire for our customers to enjoy the cigar. Um, our business has grown off of re- recommendations from other customers that have tried our product. Uh, it's hard in, to
0: say no to the customers. It's hard to asking, say no to yeah. a customer
3: that's smoking that cigar and they're enjoying it. And they're walking into that lounge wanting to smoke that same cigar and have that experience. So we had to go go build our own platform first before we went into lounges as someone who's it's a new product. The I mean, lounge owner doesn't want to just bring a new product in the shelves and no one knows about it. It's going it's to sit. And it's not going to be good for you or for them because it's a relationship. Uh, they bring you into a lounge to sell cigars And the expectation that this cigar is going to sell. So you have to build a a brand, a platform to make sure that your product is something that's recognizable so that when you do go into a lounge, they can actually have a recognizable name um, and want to buy your product. And at the same time, you have to make sure your product is up to par. Uh, And the consistency is key because every lounge is different. Every humidor is different. And your humidor may not, your product may not fit well in a humidor that has a higher temperature or however they season their particular home wow. Every cigar is not, it may not work for that particular climate or that, that element. So you have to do more than just wanting to go get in the lounge and have your product there. Take your time, do the right research um, and build your business slowly. If you're in it for the long haul, t- take it. It's, it's a marathon, it's not it's not a sprint. And, and take it as that and, and go with the bumps and the bruises that comes along with, with starting a business in the cigar world and uh, and be prepared for the nose. That's, that's the biggest thing. Um,
1: well, you, you mentioned the word expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, you guys are in this to win, but is there a balance that you got to have mentally in regards, like you said, like almost expect to hear no the first time out? Like, how do you manage that? But at the same time, still like we're going for we're we're trying to win at all times, but you still got in the back of your head like I expect this person to say no. Like, is that a tricky balance?
3: It is, and it's. <laughs> now that you said it that way, it very it is a tricky balance, and I think the the key is. Why did you get into the business Um, and and what was the you have to go back to your foundation of why you created the business. If you created Mm -hmm. the business to make money and the business is not making money, then you'll you'll leave the business. Um, I created I started the business, like I said, because I had a passion for cigars and I just wanted to have a great product that I can bring to the table that will change the cigar experience. So when the business is not moving in certain lounges or we're not say we, we go into 20 lounges next month and then the next month we go into one lounge. That's not a disappointment to me because I have 20 lounges that I have to, to, to cater to. I have to build that business. It's not always about growing the business. It's about making sure you can take care of the lounges that you actually have as well, retaining the business. Um, we don't want to lose lounges. Uh, we don't want to lose lounges at all. We want to make sure we, we continue to grow, but you have to maintain what you have. It's not always about I'm in 40 lounges now. But if you can't take care of all 40 lounges, then your business is not going to be successful.
0: I want to ask you this quick question, Crystal. When your husband comes to you and says, look, I know I smoke a ton of cigars. Um, why don't we open up our own thing? I'm thinking about opening up a lounge, and then it, it evolves into creating your own line. How fearful or scared were you to d- transition from cybersecurity into being a full-fledged, full-time entrepreneur? Um,
2: I mean, pay. You know, going from you know cybersecurity pay to you know growing a business. Uh, and understanding that you have to invest in something. You have to invest in the company, branding, products, you know, the whole nine yards. But um, I think that over time, it's been, uh, it's been good. You know, in 2019, we grew four times as much as what we were in 2018. And um, we also have, you know, others that we've connected with. Uh, we were at IPC uh, and we plan on going back this year. Uh, But even during IFC, you know, uh, speaking with other cigar uh, company uh, owners and um, just getting their take on it and and seeing how they're growing. So it's just, you know, you get an understanding of where we would be going. And, you know, I'm just seeing that transition. So,
0: So Saran, was there ever a moment where you thought about throwing in the towel? Because right now it seems like, Y'all walked up to the plate and hit a grand slam uh, at your first, first day at bat.
3: Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it was uh, you know what? That's crazy. It does seem like that. I yeah. mean,
1: we're sitting here talking about it, right? Like, and we, we're we're asking so like... today. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and I
3: think that's the key. Like, we're, we're so in the in the trenches of things. Um, mm-hmm. when you kind of step back and you look at it, you're like, wow, we, we've had we've had a great run so far, and we we'll continue to grow, but. When you're in the trenches, you don't really have the time to sit back and say, oh, when we first started out, that was a great event. It was just, we were trying to make sure that we got a return on our, on our fresh investment because I didn't want to go home and tell this lady, hey, this this, this bomb. Yeah, we went belly up on yeah, this. Yeah, and that, you don't want to go home and tell your wife you lost money. Uh, no, you that's, de- that's definitely don't. So our first event, I think we had about 60 people, and it was a bunch of, I, I emailed every friend in the family, and you mm-hmm. said you was a consultant of my partner. You better show up to this. Don't call me next week because I need you to come out and just leave by, by one right. stick. So,
1: go ahead. Um, I'm going to ask you, go
3: ahead. So, was there ever a time that I wanted to throw in the towel? No. Um, I, I've never quitted anything. I don't like quit, I'm not a quitter. Um, I refused to quit. And I knew that when I started this, that was going to be a lot of hard work and it was going to take time. And I wanted to go the route of one day at a time and not not see everyone else's uh success and be like I need that now because our our vision and what we want to accomplish is different from everyone else. You don't know their story or their background for what they how their success has grown. So when I saw other brands growing, I, I looked at what they were doing and said, okay, I like that. I don't like that. Let me take those nuggets from their growth and add to our into our business.
1: I'm curious in regards to how long did you guys plan before you actually launch and I asked it in the sense of he and I planned for like six months where we actually put out an episode. Mm-hmm. So from the day you said, okay, I smoked so many cigars. My wife's telling me I got to do something. How long did that planning process take before you actually had stick in hand ready to put out in the marketplace? Uh,
3: one year. Uh, it took a year to get everything together uh, from a product standpoint to make sure we had the right particular stick in hand. And it's great. So I believe in um, good marketing research. So when I, we got our first cigar, I flew back from Nicaragua and from the factory and I have a a place that I smoke at every day and I got a bunch of guys that I invited out and I had them taste test six or seven cigars that I had brought back. And through that taste testing process with my friends that I trusted their opinion, that's how we developed our cigars. So when I come back from the factory, new blends, I have guys that I know are going to tell me, I don't like this. I like this. And I get the honest feedback. They're
1: going to give you the real.
3: They're going to give me the real. Um, and I never forget, we sat down and the process of that I I took them through was you have to smoke a quarter inch of that cigar and then move to the next cigar, and they had never gone through that before. But this is the process when you go when you go to a factory when you go to the factory you're not sitting there smoking enjoying one cigar all the way through. You have to smoke a half a quarter of a cigar, then move on to the next cigar, so they can really feel. So you can really tell what cigar you actually like.
0: How do you have to have, clean your palate? So, the crazy part about <laughs> the factory
3: when you go to the factory you're cleaning your palate with a loop with some water and some Cuban coffee. Really, so that's what you're cleaning your palate with. So I never forget the first time, and I'm, we're at the factory, and I'm trying to figure out the blends we're gonna we're gonna bring back and what we're gonna use. I am smoking like 25 cigars in one day. Ooh. You was hurting. I was hurting, so <laughs> the the first sitting, we're sitting there. I'm smoking. I smoked about six, and I'm taking shots of Cuban coffee. And I this I wasn't taking it in moderation. I'm getting shots. I'm going back to back. So around 11 o'clock, I got the juice. I got the shakes. I was like, hey. I need to take a break. Let me go back to the hotel, take a shower. Let me get something to eat. And I'll come back. Went back to the factory, did the same process again. I say, okay, now this is what I want to do. I want to take these cigars, go back to the hotel, sit by the pool, listen to my 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 Frankie Beverly M.A. There you go. Mm -hmm. And I sat by the pool, sat by the fire, and I just smoked. And I talked to her via FaceTime and gave her the experience. And then I made my decision of what I wanted to bring back to my guys to smoke and enjoy. Mm
0: -hmm. How did you build the relationship with the factory in uh, Nicaragua?
3: um so good question Kev. we went to a, a lot of different factories and the key is you have to find the right the right supplier the right factory for you uh everyone would give you a cigar and and they will give you a cigar if you have the money because at the end of the day they're, they're in business of selling cigars but that doesn't mean that you're gonna have the consistency you're gonna have the blends that you need there's a lot of factories out in Nicaragua uh, that you can go to and, and attempt to get a cigar but you have to have the right money to do so but the key is, like I said, is the relationships. As you grow, can they handle your growth? Um, are you going to be on back order for seven months? Because if you're, if you're, that particular product takes off and they're saying, well, hey, we're on back order for seven months, he, you have no orders. No yeah, you have no orders. So all the, all the hard work that you've done, you can't continue that. So you have to make sure you find the right relationship with the factory that you want to go into, and they can ha- handle and sustain your business, and they value you as a business. So as you grow, they'll grow with you because um, you, you need the factory to help you grow as well. And then- you're gonna have some it, when you when you were in hand rolled cigars, it's a hand rolled product. Mm-hmm. So you have people that say, "Hey, this cigar is busting on me." Well, you yeah. have rollers, and you don't know what time that particular roller rolled that cigar. It might have been right at lunchtime, and they rolled two thousand cigars before lunch. You think that two thousand and one cigar is gonna be the same quality as the first. other? Yeah. So you have you got you have to understand that you have to understand your rollers, and you have to be able to explain your product to your customers mm-hmm. and understand that if a cigar busted, it's okay. It's a hand rolled product. It was made by a human. We all make mistakes. If I roll a cigar at lunch and I'm ready to go eat, it may not be my best product. So you have to be willing as a, as a brand owner to say, you know, give me that cigar back. Let me give you another one to make sure that you continue to grow your brand. It's not about, oh, you paid for that cigar. I'm not going to make sure you're taken care of. It's okay. I'll take that cigar
1: back and give you another one. Let me change gears right quick, Cuff. Crystal, you are the the co-owner, if you will, right? Yeah. And we all know that that women smoking cigars is booming. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to you talking to your girlfriends and and your female acquaintances and whatnot, what role do you play in expanding the brand to females? Uh,
2: So um, it's funny you say that. We actually did a ladies night uh, with several of the Sisters of the Leaf in Houston. And uh, during that time, we did a cigar one on one class. And so uh, we had, um, you know, ladies teaching others like how to cut light a cigar and then also pipe smoking. Um, So, you know, just building a a rapport when you go to a cigar lounge, sometimes you might see one or two females there. Uh, Sometimes more now because they're females, like you said, it's 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 growing. growing. But um, originally uh, it didn't used to be like that. Uh, when I first started smoking. So it's just, you know, sitting next to that person, having a conversation with them, seeing where they are in their, you know, uh, cigar smoking journey and uh, just talking to them about it. You know, comparing notes, um, comparing, you know, different drinks and and pairings and things like that. So, um, you know, also there are uh, female cigar groups as well in Houston. So you have uh, Duchess of the Leaf, you have full body, and you also have uh, Shy Fire, which uh, are some of my sisters that from Chicago that uh, now are in Houston. Um, so that also makes an impact as well, you know, because you have other females that are going out, you know, and they're they're seeking their members, or you know, there's events that go on, and you just build a relationship with these ladies.
1: What's the biggest thing that you see in regards to making that connection with females? Like you said at the very beginning, you know, you didn't start off being a cigar smoker. You didn't want your hair to smell a certain way. You didn't want to be in your clothes. So how do you bridge that gap, if you will, or or how do you massage that when it comes to meeting a potential new female smoker?
2: Right. Uh, Usually when I meet a potential female smoker, someone that has an interest in cigars but just don't know where to start. Um, so they already have that there. Like I typically won't approach someone and say, "Hey, you've never tried a cigar and have no interest," and then just get you to come on board. Usually, it's someone that is smoking a hookah, or you know, they they just have that interest already. And whatever their concerns are, uh, you you know, a lot of females they might just wear their hair short, you know, or some. You just pull it back in the bun if, if you feel like your hair is smoky or otherwise you may recommend a shampoo that can uh, take the cigar smoke out if you need to wash your hair. Uh, so we think of different remedies to get past what some of those uh, fears are about smelling smoky. And some just don't care. You know, some will be hashtag forever smoky.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so earlier in the, uh, in the episode, we talked about you know, Saran, so you're more of the sales and marketing, and you're more on the back end. Who handles the social media uh, in, in the early stages? I do. Okay, yeah, yeah. because one of the things you talked about earlier was, you know, we built up our following and had a lot of support from mm-hmm. um, from our customers and, and created a base, which really lever- and you leveraged that to get into more mm-hmm. uh, cigar lounges. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, as you were building the brand. How did you guys create such a uh, a large following through social media?
3: Um, so I kind of did it in the same way that we that I said before. I, I went and I followed every cigar smoker that I could find okay. on Instagram or on social media. And I, 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 I'm i sure there's, there's going to be a lot of followers out there that say, yeah, you did it. I, <laughs> I like 15, 17, 19 pictures. As long as they had a cigar in it, I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in return... Uh, it took some people some time to you know to come back and follow us, but in time it started growing slowly and surely. Um, we have a, a kind of a system in place for ourselves on how our sales grow, uh, and it's real, in relation to social media. We post certain things. We, we have a clear understanding as far as analytics, what that's going to do for our online sales and how it's going to help drive our our products. And that's just coming through just researching and paying attention to the things that we posted. It, we weren't just posting to just post a picture for the day. Uh, we knew certain pictures that we posted would help drive certain sales for certain products. Um, and, I, and that's the key. You have to understand your product and understand your social media and how it helps affect your business. If you're gonna just post a picture and waste that that opportunity to reach 5,000 people, then you just wasted a, a sales opportunity. You have to maximize those particular likes and those sales because if you have an online platform, that's gonna help drive business to your to your platform.
0: Did you wanna chime in? Okay. Where, where did you learn all this, Saran? I mean, you, you've picked up um, this entrepreneurial thing, being a business owner, and I mean, by all accounts, I mean you're like I said earlier, you walked up to the plate on your first first at bat and hit a grand slam. Like, how did you learn all this? And, and don't give me the that I was research. Like, I want to know the real deal. Um. So when it comes to me, I'm really big on
3: uh, listening to stories. I love listening to podcasts. And hearing the story of someone that before me, I like to. I don't just listen for the success story. I listen to the, the nuggets that they said as far as what they felt at. And because I feel like for that particular podcast, I gave them an hour of my time. But I might have walked away with an opportunity not to lose $100,000 on something. And that's key. Um, for someone to give you their time and, and to, to spill their heart and their, their history, what they've gone through, and, and, you don't, and you not value it, and you just look at it as entertainment. You didn't walk away with a nugget. So now you left an opportunity on the table for you to grow your business. So I'm very big on listening to YouTube videos and interviews uh, and just learning the the vision. I'm I'm just learning from my experiences and other people's experiences and really implementing that into my life. Um, I'm really big on not wanting to take a loss um, and just learning from other people's experiences. So that's kind of really how I've grown and just taking those experiences and maximize them.
0: So what advice, either one of you, um, what advice would you give someone that's listening to your episode right now, um, whether that be to uh, climb the corporate ladder or start your own venture uh, or just be a better individual, right, and, and, and um, self-improvement, what advice would you give them?
3: Um, first and foremost, prepare. Um that failure to prepare is you're, you're preparing to fail. Um, secondly, don't be afraid to jump out there. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm totally the guy that's going to jump off the side of the, the edge of the cliff. Uh, that's just my personality. I want to tell I'm, me as
2: he's jumping. Yeah,
3: I'm want as big. I'm jumping. I'm, we're, <laughs> we're doing this, and 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 I know that I, when I jump, that I have to make sure that I land because she she has my back, and I want to make sure that I don't I don't fail her. That's my most important thing. Is that at the end of the day, I have an awesome woman by my side. Behind, behind every great man, and beside every great man, is an awesome woman.
2: Yeah.
3: Beside, yeah, look at look at beside. We, 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 we had that conversation last night <laughs> mm. at, at, at the great lounge that we're sitting at today.
1: Shout out LaSalle. to Larry Lasoa. Yeah. Shout out and, to you all. Yeah.
3: And so I'm gonna tell y'all something. So it's crazy as we, we put this podcast together, and, we, and I texted you guys last night, and I was like, man, I'm in Dallas. I don't know where we're gonna do this podcast at. I was he was one text away. And as soon as I texted, I was like, man, it's like 12 o'clock at night. I don't know if he sleep. He texts me back, no problems. Let's make it happen. So it's things like that that you, in the relationships that you build in the cigar world, that are priceless. And like I said, I met Larry at IPC last year in 2019, and the relationship has grown. Awesome brother, I appreciate his lounge. He has an amazing lounge. If you're in the Dallas area, come support this brother. This brother is an awesome guy, and we need to get up, get by his side and hold him up and make sure that we support this business. Um, he adds value to the cigar community. We need to have make sure we have his back.
0: That's why we call him Uncle Larry. Hey, um,
3: you know, Uncle Larry.
2: <laughs> you got to
0: make sure that you check out his his episode, too, uh, you know, in season two. Um, Crystal.
2: Yes.
0: Same question to you.
2: Um, I piggybacking off of what he said a little bit, but also uh, just giving it a different perspective is um, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So mm-hmm. you don't have to uh, just go by what made us successful or how you, whatever you view as successful. Um, there's other ways of doing things. Um, so my thing would be find whatever your niche is and, um, you know, go from there. You know, if someone is um, has a business strategy that's uh, killing it, see what they're not offering that you feel like you would bring value to and you do it your way. It doesn't have we, – we are not creating the blueprint for all cigar companies. We're no. just doing what works best for us.
1: Correct. So obviously, you guys are a fan of your own product. Yes, uh, but we're but we're all cigar smokers. As we are. Yes. Too. <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, I'm curious. What are some of your other favorite sticks? Um, So I have a couple. I have a Carolina Blue out in out in the
3: Carolinas. Uh, another black-owned cigar company. My brother. I appreciate that, King. He's he's a he's a good guy. Awesome product. Uh, My brother's uh, definition cigars. Um uh, man, those guys are so valuable, man. I just, I, I want to make sure I shout out all five of those brothers, man. Thank you guys so much for being my brothers in the brotherhood in the cigar world. Um, I try to stick to guys that I know to make sure we support. Uh, and the key to the, the other key to this that I want to make sure we, we talk about is this. Because someone is a competitor of yours, or they are in the same industry as yours? Does not mean that they're your enemy. There's enough out there to, for but everybody. The everybody can, can eat. Everybody can eat. And you, and you will miss out on great relationships. With people, If you look at it like that's my enemy, I'm not dealing with those particular guys. Sure. I have conversations with uh, Carolina Blue. I have conversations with Definition Cigars that are priceless to me because those experiences that we're on the road together, we're building businesses, I can share, share something with them. They say, you know what? See, we didn't think of it that way. Or they can share something with me about a market that I'm getting ready to go into, and that can save us thousands of dollars on what we're doing and how we can do it better. But those opportunities you'll miss out on if you didn't view that as a relationship and you looked at them as your enemies. Those are my brothers, and I, and I appreciate the relationship we, I've, I've gained with those guys.
1: You mentioned it. Be, we, we would be remiss without mentioning them cuffing myself. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the group of Definition Cigars, hey. Jamon, Jerwin, Chad, Neo, uh, Jamal. Uh, for those of you here in, in DFW and in, in the surrounding areas, uh, get the DefinitionCigars.com, whether it's the prolific, the the nobility, or the loyalty. Um, no matter what stick you pick up from them, Definition Cigars is going to be top-notch. Make sure you get it in your humidor. Right. Yeah.
0: So as we get ready to land this plane, we uh, I want to ask this question. Either both of you, <clears throat> you guys can a- answer or, or one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the long-term vision for Spades Cigars? Hmm. So
3: that has changed,
0: um, and,
3: I, and it's, and it's, it's, it's ever-evolving. Um, well, like I said, when we first started out, our vision was just to make sure we we made our money back on a product and had a good product to put out there. Now, the expectation has grown. Um, we have the following of a city, Houston, that has our back. And we make sure when we go to certain places that we're not just representing the cigar world, but we're representing the city that has our back. We have our own day in the city and we, we go out. We have to make sure we're highlighting our city. Houston Cigar, Houston, cigar. Houston cigar Alliance. Um, so the expectation has grown with our success and it's, it's evolved and it's changed to the point where we're ever looking at new, new goals and new opportunities and new visions. Right now, the vision is to make sure we continue to build the brand and get it in the hands of the folks that want to smoke and enjoy it and to create a great cigar experience. It, it doesn't have to be a party. It can just be a conversation. And we have different events. We have events where it turns into full fledged parties. We have festivals. We do all of the above. We can sit in the lounge with you and smoke. All of the above is what we want. to We want to create that lasting experience for the cigar world. So that's our vision. Keep adding. Uh, keep growing the business, but just leave an impact in the cigar world that is a space cigar experience.
0: Crystal, <clears throat> um, what's the long term vision from your perspective?
2: Uh, I think it's just like you said. Honestly, um, you know, we we had our goals originally, and then we've exceeded those at this time. So. Uh, now it's just going back to the drawing board and figuring out where exactly do we want to go. Um, right now we are looked at as a um, you know, a black owned cigar company. Um, but we want to get to the level where we are respected, you know nationally, across the board, any nationality as you a know, cigar company as a cigar company, you know, and so that would be my my vision is uh, you know, stay true to to our supporters. Um, but also continue to grow where we are able to um, branch out of it as well.
0: So are, are we are, I had a quick question for you um on the flavored side for okay. for, for queen. Um for the queen.
2: <laughs> King and you, queen. You're right. Yeah, are
0: you guys gonna do more on the Queen of Spades?
2: Um, yeah, that's that's my goal. Okay. That's my goal. I, I want to um, I want to add to it um and figure out what that looks like uh usually whenever we have our smoke fest uh april 17th through 19th we like to um introduce, introduce a, a cigar. cigar so we'll see what i have uh coming up for uh, she's
3: got some things in stores for people yeah. she's, she's not trying to explain it she has gotcha. yeah. she gotcha. has some great flavors that's coming ahead She's she's got some good ideas and she's done a good job with the blends that she's created
0: um and that's fantastic, too, again. So
3: I, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I wasn't a flavored cigar smoker, but now I enjoy a flavored cigar and it's because of her vision and, and kind of pushed me in that direction. I enjoy the mocha in the morning with a cup of coffee. I enjoy the midnight as well. And I love the uh, French vanilla uh, infused with cognac. Uh, the midnight is berry infused, so it's strawberries, blackberry, raspberry infused. So she's, she's created some great products.
0: I'm excited to see what she's going to do uh, in the years to come with her line. Perfect. So... As we land this plane, um, I want to say on behalf of the Vision Lab Podcast, thank you guys for the opportunity. Thank you, brother. Thank, you, yeah. thank you. come on to the podcast. Huh? Yeah, for real. <laughs> to Power on social media. exactly. So, final question of the of the podcast. All right. Um, what advice would yourself be tell what advice would you give yourself from five years ago? Yourselves. Yourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would...
2: Transition.
3: Yeah. And what does that mean to you?
2: Um, it's just forever changing, you know? And I, I think because we have been together for so long, that's one thing that we have mastered um, amongst ourselves. What, who we were 14 years ago was nothing like what we are right now, you mm-hmm. know? Um, just completely different. So I think the main thing is just uh, being able to adapt, be versatile, and, you know, appreciate the moments that you have and just keep grinding, yeah.
0: you know? All right, now let's fast forward the clock. Make you guys five years older, oh. okay? Mm. What advice would your older self be telling you today? Um. Stack your money, young
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> Save as much as you possibly can and enjoy and smell Sex some time and sit back and, and smell the roses and enjoy your work.
2: Yeah.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. No,
2: I, I second that.
1: One more time, one more time, your social media handles before we close this out.
3: Space Cigars on Instagram as well as Space Cigars on Facebook. Got gotcha. you. Uh, www.spacecigars.com as well. You can order online, and like I said, we'll get your order out as soon as possible. Um, and make sure we want to shout out the boys, the Vision Lab Podcast. Hey.
1: Amen. Amen. <laughs> Appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. The voices you've been hearing are Crystal and Saron Grant, the owners of Space Cigars. My name is Ryan Mosley. He's Ryan Cuffey. You're listening to another episode of the Vision Lab podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Peace. Ryan
3: and Ryan.